Today's frustrating episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by Floss. Are your teeth dirty? Is there food between them? Then floss that shit out! Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where they can find us? You can like us at facebook.com slash the goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the goldcast underscore, as well as Instagram at the goldcast. And you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of the goldcast. And be sure to hit that subscribe button. That way you get notifications whenever we go live with our new episodes, which will be weekly as we are now full Full go ahead with the regular season. I'll tell you what, the Niners could have used some goddamn floss today to pluck out some of those goddamn penalties they kept racking up. Straight up. All right, here we go. A frustrating opening game for the 49ers. We're going to get into it on the other side. But first, the intro, Goldcast. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! And a very frustrated Raymond Salisa I, indeed. Game one is in the books and unless you were living under a rock, you felt like we just had a rock put on top of us. Final score, 23-3 to in favor of Carolina. Oh, my God. What a fucking ass whooping. God damn it. Uh, all right. Anyways, Ray, I'll let you. Uh, why don't you give a much more. Uh, what's the best word for it? A more, uh, a more composed breakdown other than mine. Get started, Ray. I'll let you start. Man, I don't even feel like going over this shit. Um, this was very frustrating from pretty much from the second half on because in the first half, you still felt like we were in it, even though it was 13 nothing. because I saw a lot of positive plays. The offense clearly looks a lot different with the exception of extremely poor offensive line play that just kind of really lost their composure I'd say about late in the second quarter throughout the rest of the game they just could not seem to get it together Zane Beatles which is getting getting beat left and right he's a huge liability over there at left guard um uh, same with the running game just didn't see a whole lot of great blocking on a consistent basis Hyde had a couple of breakout runs but other than that he had less than 50 yards on the day and it was just not very very frustrating because the defense actually played exceptionally well the, throughout the entire game. Um, that's despite the offense putting them into really bad positions of just by getting a lot of three and outs and forcing the defense to stay on the field a lot longer than they needed to. So despite that, the defense just kept fighting and held Carolina to just 23 points. Cam Newton only got they got a run, one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown. That was that was it. So, which is, you know, this is an offense that, you know, when all the cylinders are clicking can be very, very potent. So the fact that our defense, which is a, you know, composition of rookie players, you know, first round draft picks from the last three years, uh, a couple of younger players at the corner positions, two, three years old, uh, in addition to Joski Quart, second year player, Eric Reed and Navarro Bowman are really 
and Earl Mitchell are kind of the the staples, uh, the veteran players on this defense. Everyone else is fairly, fairly young um, or, or, you know, less than within five to two years of NFL experience. So the fact that they did that, I thought was very, very good. So if the offensive line can really get it together, then this is a team that will be will is going to win a few games. Like I said, I have them posed under 500 this year because that's just what I expect. And this game, if this game is indicative of that, you know, it could be more like five and 11 versus six and 10. It really depends on how well the offensive line can sort of gel as the season progresses. But this first game was, in my opinion, very dismal for the offensive line group. And I'm singling them out because they kind of really, Hoyer played really well. He just didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, there was a couple throws that were questionable and bad. But other than that, he was very rushed. He was sacked um, more than more than a few times. I think he was sacked four four times total today. That's not going to cut it. Um, so just need to see more out of the O-line for me. What did you see? I thought the offensive line did not give Brian Hoyer any time, which is really interesting because our offensive line last year f- played fairly well. Our, we have had offensive line troubles leading all the way. It's pretty similar with, with, with the exception of food. With the exception of Fusco, it's pretty much the same guys. Zane Beadle, Joe Staley, uh, Daniel Kilgore, Trent Brown. Those are all the same guys. You know, we lost Josh Garnett to injury this year, or earlier this, the, in the preseason, so that was no good. But other than that, this is the same group, and that group struggled last year too. So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised in that regard because it's the same group that struggled, but you hope that they would kind of put up a better showing. Agreed. I thought we had some really big drops that set the tone for the offense. That Marquise Goodwin drop was absolutely heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. He catches that ball, and you're looking at a seven a seven ten score at the end of the first half versus or seven thirteen versus what we had. The I thought that Brian Hoyer played well given the circumstances. He really didn't have a lot to work with. His offensive line wasn't giving him time. And the receivers, I thought, were just dropping some big plays in really key moments. And I get that this is a young team. And I think this is important to remember. Now, 49er faithful, before everyone starts jumping off the bandwagon and going, all right, well, the 49ers are over and it's going to suck. Just remember, this is a really young team. Okay? Gold Super young. Let's not forget. Super young, okay. Most of the most of these players are brand new. Most of them under the age of twenty five. There are a lot of rookies on this team. A lot of second year players on this team. It is going to take a while. The forty, the Kyle Shannon's offense is very intricate. That being said, the receivers didn't make it any easier than what it could have been. And I thought <clears throat> you you get a couple of those key catches. And we pull away for some scores, or we break through on those on those uh, fourth fourth down drives that the those fourth downs that we try to go for one more time. We break through those, and you get a renewed sense of confidence. But unfortunately, the ball just didn't roll that way today for the 49ers. and I think it hurt. It hurt because I saw a 49er offense that really shot themselves in the foot. It's not like I saw a dominant Carolina. Cam played pretty terribly. He was pretty rusty the first half. I thought we did a wonderful job of maintaining uh, Jonathan Stewart and the rookie Christian McCaffrey. And then there were big moments like the huge interception uh, in the the first half 
or the strip of Christian McCaffrey in the second half. Big moments where the 49ers had opportunities to capitalize on these turnovers and make something happen. And the defense kept putting the offense in position to do something, and they just couldn't get it done. Carlos Hyde did really well overall. You know, I mean, I know you talked about him being held under 50 yards rushing, but in his total yards, he was closer to, you know, I don't think it was like, what was it, like 75, I believe, or 76 yards total. Uh, passing and receiving. I thought he had a big game. Carlos Hyde always tends to show up in week one. Now, here, here's something else. So we, lo- we let's, let's, let's look at this from the optimistic side. Let's, let's be a little faithful. Let's have a little faith. So every year for the last several years, the 49ers route game one, and we look crazy, whether it's Minnesota or Los Angeles. Carlos Hyde has 3,000 yards, and whoever's quarterbacking is is the best ever, and we're unstoppable. And then the rest of the game happens, and it is just – the rest of the season happens, and it's brutal. Okay? Now, Are you saying the reverse is happening now? I'm saying – Are you hoping? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Now, you know, like, uh, exactly, Ray. So, traditionally speaking, we come out, we kick some ass in game one, and then we get our ass kicked for the rest of the season. This year, we got our ass kicked. Let's see Let's see how the 49ers respond. Let's go back to, and I know it's just preseason, but let's go back to preseason game two where the offense could not get it to fucking together. And then preseason game three, they bounce back. What did I say about Brian Hoyer? That wasn't really Brian Hoyer's fault. Say, uh, we're gonna have ups and downs. Sometimes this team is gonna look amazing. Sometimes it's gonna look like shit. Unfortunately, today it looked like shit. Now, I don't have a lot of hope. We're gonna get into the lines, the the lines for next week. I don't have a lot of hope going into the belly of the beast against Seattle. Seattle's coming off a big loss too. Actually, I did have a text message from Louis B. Louis B., uh, who it will be back on the Goldcast very soon, but he did want to send us a message reminding us that everyone in the NFC West lost except for the Los Angeles Rams. They are currently sitting atop the, the, the top of the NFC West. In other words, enjoy it. I said, enjoy it while it's there. <laughs> yeah, I said, Louis, you know, we, we've been here before, Louis. He's like, yeah, I know. I know we have. I was like, I'm just saying, we, we've been here before. Been here before, so I think it's a frustrating loss. Very frustrating. The offense did not come to play. They were not prepared. I thought the receivers and the O line in particular, which is also a little frustrating because so many of these guys were picked by Shanahan himself, at least from the the receiver core. And I was expecting Marquise Goodwin to have a big game. Pierre Garcon did exactly what Pierre Garcon does. I expected him to be uh, to play. He's a workhorse. He's not this big, flashy ODB style. He's great. He's a workhorse. He's just a workhorse. He's always going to do that. Like uh, I, you know, I often thought he was good. I thought Kyle Juszczyk was good. I thought uh, George Kittle was great. Uh, Trent Taylor only had one catch. Carlos Hyde was fantastic. Yeah, Carlos Hyde was great. He had six receptions. He was a big. He was just as uh, productive as Garcon, with the exception being that uh, Garcon had 81 yards. Kyde had 32 receiving, but he also had 45 on the ground. So, I thought uh, Kittle, Goodwin, Usechek, those are guys that I expect to. Uh, Goodwin, uh, Usechek, and Kittle in particular. Kittle seems like he's going to be amazing. I mean, 
I mean, just the little things that I'm noticing out of him, his ability to get separation, his ability to break tackles, his speed as a tight end. This was the second fastest tight end in the out of coming out of the draft at the combine. Um, I expect big things out of him this year, and I think uh, F- Niner fans should be pretty excited about what we should expect to see out of him as we progress throughout the season. As long as that hamstring holds up, I think this guy's going to be really good. Yeah, he definitely he has high upside, high high upside. I was uh, I was fairly impressed. Looking across the pond, uh, if you if you didn't get a chance to see the rest of the NFC West, Arizona looked. Pretty dismal. They looked pretty sad. I didn't think they played very well at all. Again, you've also got a West Coast team traveling east. I never liked those. Seattle versus Green Bay was a fairly competitive game, but in the second half, it was 0-0 at the end of the first half. Aaron Rodgers really managed to pull away, and uh, Green Bay was managed to take that win, which I was happy to see. Los Angeles Rams did what I expected them to do against a Scott Tolzien-led uh, Indianapolis Colts. They stacked the box and they forced him to throw, and and he didn't do well. You know, he threw a pick six. Frank Gore was held, which is kind of what we expected. I expected, I expect that you know, like I had a couple people texting me today because obviously I live in LA, so a lot of people are like, oh, Los Angeles Rams, look how tough they look. I'm like, okay, wait, let's not forget they're going against Scott Tolzien, and let's not forget this is what they were gonna do: stack the box, take Frank Gore out. And forced Tolzien to beat him with his with with his arm, and he's you know he's a, a, a backup at best, and he played exactly how I expected him to play. Uh, that big pick six, right when they got that big pick six, I thought it was over. Their rookie Cooper Cup, the one I mentioned during the NFC West preview last week, he killed it. <coughs> Sorry, I have like a peanut in my throat or something. Apologies, apologies, Goldcast Nation, for me choking on air. But uh, he was on my he was on my fantasy team. That's and he did really well. So in general, NFC West looking, I think, I, the exception of the 49ers. The 49ers really had an ch- opportunity to win this game. I thought they should have won this game. I really expected. I did expect both Los Angeles and San Francisco to be one zero at the start of the Gold Cast today. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Let's talk a little bit about that defense, though. Pretty awesome. We got a big scare with Reuben Foster. How did you feel about that? I felt horrible watching the replay, but felt way better when I saw him physically walk off alone. Yeah, I felt a lot better when he actually physically came back out in the field. And I was like, yes, he's tough. You know, I know that's like the last thing on any player's mind, let alone him with all of the hype that came around him and the skepticism at at his health. It was just an unfortunate uh, ankle roll. But if he's able to walk on it while it's taped, there's, he's certainly going to be limited in practice following this coming week once Seattle comes in. So I think it was very smart to keep him out of the rest of the game. I know they were thinking about it. I think if the game was closer, they might have rolled the dice and had him had him go out there to just give him a chance to kind of contain Carolina if we were going to fight him for a win. But once the game became out of reach, uh, I th- thought it was very wise. Just like, all right, let's 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 play this safe. We're not going to win this one. We've already had a couple guys go down. Let's, let's go ahead and preserve, you know, preserve this player and say, you know, save him for another fight. Agreed. Agreed. I I thought, again, I thought the defense played pretty well. What are your general thoughts about the defense? How do you feel about looking at them now compared to the defense that we've had uh, for the last like three or four years under, under Harbaugh, Tom Sula and Kelly? Well, the big difference was their ability to stop the run. They really, 
they really helped. They held Jonathan Stewart to 65 yards. They held Christian McCaskey to 47. I know that that equates to over 100 yards accumulated, but at the same time, you got to remember the offense really put him in bad situations. So late in the game, garbage time, they're trying to run out the clock. That's where some a lot of that yardage came, especially on John or Jonathan Stewart's side, um, where they were just running the balls to kind of run out the clock. Other than that, this team, I think, did a fantastic job. Christian McCaffrey was clearly clearly a huge part of the offensive game plan today and the Niners completely stuffed him and even stripped him late in the game I thought that was fantastic the passing game of Carolina was completely neutralized and the 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 positive to take away from that is the fact that you have Greg Olson who's been one of the best tight ends in the NFL in terms of production and yardage for the last three three years in a row and he only had uh two catches Calvin Benjamin, their big-time receiver, only had that one big catch for 25 yards. Christian McCaffrey had five receptions for 38 yards. But other than that, Cam Newton had tons of time. He wasn't really pressured all that much. In fact, he wasn't even sacked. So, But the fact that he had all that time and still couldn't make his throws, I know part of it had to deal with him a little rusty from the shoulder surgery. But the other part of it was we had really good coverage and because there were lots of times when Cam was forced out of the pocket because he had nowhere to go with the ball. And so that's very promising, especially considering that I think I feel like the corners are kind of the weakest link in the defense because they're younger and they, they're a liability. You know, uh, Johnson and Robinson, although I thought uh, Richard Robinson played really well today and same with Johnson. I thought they really stepped it up. They didn't look as um, they didn't seem as uh, big a liability as they were throughout the preseason where they were kind of hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. One game they do great. One game they or half game, half a game they do great, and then the rest of the half of the game they'd give up big plays. So I thought they were really tight uh, as a as a whole unit. I thought they're great. We had a forced fumble in the pick, so if we can have some more productivity like that uh, week in and week out, and then have the offensive line sustain some drives, then I think you can expect some con- some competitive games that equate to wins. I agree, and that's. Absolutely what I'm hoping for. We now head over to Seattle for Seattle. What do you expect, Ray, going into Seattle? I kind of expect, I mean, I I kind of expect us to kind of, uh, Seattle's still very tough. They're coming off of a really tough loss to Green Bay and they don't play very well in Green Bay on a consistent basis. So I expect them to kind of treat us the same way they've treated us every single year. So uh, Brian Hoyer's job gets no easier this coming week. In fact, I think it's a lot harder because I think this defense is better than Carolina's just because they've been doing it longer. And as a result, I think, you know, the running game is going to struggle. I also think that um, the offensive line is going to be challenged once again to to give adequate protection to Hoyer, and I'm not just sh- I'm not sure they're going to do it. I think you can expect a similar, maybe not a similar performance, but a similar score to to what we have this game. Although I think we do put some touchdowns in there. It just might be like twenty to ten or something like that. What do you, what do you think is the spread? Seattle by how much? What do, what do you think Vegas is saying? Probably ten or fourteen points. Pretty good, Ray. Pretty close. Uh, right in the middle of that, 12 and a half. Vegas, Seattle okay. by 12 and a half. Do you, do, you take, do you take that bet? Yeah, I would take that bet. Totally. It's kind of in I would take that bet, too. In, in the belly of the beast, I'll be honest, though. Let, let's, let's, so let's, let's look at this from a more, uh, a more uh, a spiritual perspective, shall we say. Let's look at this from a more 
spiritual perspective. Seattle, this is probably the best place for Kyle Shanahan to go second. Get his teeth kicked in right away in Seattle because the road, the road to us getting back to the top of this division is through the 12th man. And, and I want Kyle Shanahan to experience it right away. I want him to experience it next week immediately. Feel, feel the loudness. Feel the aggression of that defense. Feel it and get it out of your system now, buddy. Get it, get it through. Get kicked right in the teeth because we are not getting back to the top without going through them. So might as well get the beating out now because the only way Kyle's going to learn how to defeat them is by getting beat by them. And so this is important. Now, I know, so that, that I'm, this is kind of like the silver lining that I'm trying to get the rest of the Goldcast Nation to look. You guys have got to realize, I know everyone's real frustrated. Everyone's feeling real down. Everyone's, everyone feels upset, but you got to realize this is a team in transition. This isn't like the Harbaugh team. Harbaugh, Harbaugh inherited a team that was being predicted the year before to be first in the NFC West because of how many weapons they had both on offense and defense. They were already expected to be the best team in the NFC West the year before. And when Mike Singletary couldn't, couldn't fulfill that promise, that's when he got kicked out and that's when Harbaugh took over. This is not that team. This is a team that was expected to be dead last, was dead last, is expected to be dead last this year, will not do it. We will be better than the Rams. I still have faith in that. But this is not that kind of team. This is a team in transition. This is a team that's picking up the pieces. This is a team that's trying to find its footing. And the only way, I, I, just as speaking as an ex-professional athlete myself, as a former professional breakdancer, former professional gymnastics coach, used to coach one of the biggest teams in California, the only way sometimes for your team to learn is to lose. You lose to the best. That's how you figure it out. <coughs> sometimes you cough to the best. You have to cough to the best too. If you cough to the best, I'll teach you how to get past your cough. <coughs> sorry, I apologize to the Goldcast Nation. I'm like dying on, on here. I'm not gonna edit any of this out, I'm sorry. So, but um, the, the only way through is you got to go through those games, man. You got to go through that. You got to go through that, that um, those growing pains. And and the only way for Kyle to learn how to win is to lose to this team. Once he gets beat by this team once, he'll start to figure it out. And this is the only way that this team is going to get better. So I know it sucks. I know it's no fun. It's no fun to go zero and two. We're probably going to go zero and two. Get prepared for it. But remember, everybody just needs to stay faithful. Stay 49er faithful, kid. All right, put it together, son. We're going to be okay. All right? Are you hurt or are you injured? You just hurt. You're not injured. Don't worry. Get back up. There's still more game to play. We've got this. Raymond, any final thoughts? No, just uh, I think bracing for an O2 is definitely <laughs> the, the, right, the right mindset. I, I know it sounds pessimistic and unfaithful, but trust me, that's, that's what we're going to get. Got to go through some growing pains here. This team has is clearly undisciplined. We had like over 77 yards uh, accumulated through penalties. So that's a very undisciplined group. And a lot of that was on the offensive side of the football. There were some defensive um, hiccups as well. So they're not completely uh, innocent in, in those follies. But, uh, but that kind of stuff needs to get cleaned up. And because when you only retain 16 players from the previous season's roster, you're going to have things like that because the team is just not completely synchronized and gelled yet. But once all that stuff, once all that stuff, you know, cleans up, then 
it'll be it'll be a lot better on everybody. Trust me. It will be. It will be. We're going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. Raymond, before uh, before we leave these guys, why don't you let them know where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis as well as uh, Instagram at Ray Solis One. Bam. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rudy Solis Third. Rudy Solis Three. RD. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all under the moniker at the Goldcast. Be sure to leave a review. We're really trying to push people leaving a review. We get a lot of comments back and forth. You know, we are we are the voice of the fans. We are not analysts. We are we don't even pretend to be analysts. We are the voice of the fans. We are you guys in podcast form. So if you like it and you like what you hear, give us a shout out. Leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars and let everyone know that we're the greatest fan podcast out there, the greatest fan in the game. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raven Suisse I, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time. Same Goldcast channel. This is, this is the Goldcast. Cast.